Hey there, and welcome to Unabashed You. We're here to encourage you to become who you already are through inspiring conversations with extraordinary everyday people like you and me. We have courage to show up in our own lives, believing in ourselves more, unapologetic for who we are. Feeling generous? Consider leaving a review, subscribing, and or sharing episodes. It matters. That algorithm is a real thing, and we do this with support from you. Find us at unabashedyou.com for episodes, blogs, social media links, and to be on our email list. When in doubt, type in unabashedyou to find us. And now for the woman who can't wait to know just a little bit more about you, Rochelle Condi now. You can hear it in her voice. It's inviting, warm, and knowing. Wilma Hollis is passionate about sharing the goodness of God. She shares that we underestimate him. He's more daddy, not so much father. We are his children, and as she further explains, we are not to leave any crumbs on the table. God has so much more for you than you could want for yourself. Wilma wants to encourage you with this knowing. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Wilma. It is such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much. This is um, as such an unexpected honor and surprise. Well, and it, and it's such a pleasure. We were talking about before we officially got started that there are so many people you can meet through social media that it ends up being this just tremendously great gift, just filled with joy and and connection and conversation. And and I am sitting in a place of, of full gratitude for um, our conversation today. Is there any, you are so welcome. Is there anything you want the listeners to know before we get started here? Um, I will say that I am an author and a speaker. Um, I am mostly known in this arena for um, developing a method I call life speaking that is really about speaking aligning our words with God's words so that we can get God's results. I have a passion for, I have a desire to see us as children of God, not leave any crumbs on the table, you know, to experience everything that God has for us. Right. Yes. I I really love that. I, and I, I really do think that there are far too many people that miss out that you really end up missing out on really what could be if you, if you uh, allowed more. Yes. That is so beautiful. I want to hear more about that. We'll do that in a minute. What three words would you use to describe yourself? I would describe myself as encouraging. <laughs> I would describe myself as wise. Mm-hmm. And I would describe myself as approachable. Oh, that's a good one. I don't think we've had anybody say that before. And that that's such a fun word because that means that you come, you're very intentional in wanting to be warm and welcoming. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's I like that. That's that's really 
that's a really great quality because it's very compelling and people are drawn. Maybe that was that's maybe that's why I was drawn to you when we started <laughs> connecting on Instagram. Mm-hmm. All right, this next thing is two truths and a lie, and it's where you make three statements. One of them is not true, whatever order you want, and I have to see if I can figure out which one is which. Okay. Well, this will be easy. Um, <laughs> for, God's for, for word, okay. God's word never fails. Okay. Um, God has so much more for you than you could ever want for yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's too late. <laughs> Okay, I have to say you made that just as easy as easy could be, right? Easy peasy. Okay. Well, yes, yes. As a woman of faith myself, we know that God's word never fails. His words never fail. We know he has so much more for you for, for you, for me than than I could want or imagine. And that's why we say that sometimes things are, are end up being more than we could hope or imagine because we we just we just we're so finite and we just can't we can't see the vast and the magnitude uh, the way that he can and of course it's too late is definitely the lie because this message of it not being too late can be used in so many different ways and it's so important um, to 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 really sit in. The truth of this, because, you know, as as a woman, as a woman of faith, as a mother, as a, you know, all these different roles that we have in our lives, uh, our our passions, it's never too late. It is just never too late. So thank you for that reminder. Mm -hmm. I really like that a lot. Okay, Wilma, one of your favorite movies of all time. It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. That's so easy. <laughs> okay. Do you watch it every Christmas? Every Christmas. And when okay. we can, we'll go to the movie theater <gasps> and go see it. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a big deal. Everybody knows that, you know, this is mom's thing and we have to do this every year. We okay, know all so, the lines. Yeah. <laughs> so why is it a favorite? Why is it a favorite? You know, it's about George Bailey right. a situation and he um he is just a guy who kind of gets stuck in a situation and because of his faithfulness and loyalty to his family's business, he finds himself not being able to reach his dreams. And in the course of giving up, he prays mm. and God sends an angel and that angel during the course of some things, you know, uh, that situation, that awful situation gets him to the thing that he always wanted to be. Right. So I I just love it because he doesn't give up and I'll say he gets to the end of his rope. And that's where he meets the grace of the angel that's sent to help him. Right. That's so well said. My goodness. Okay. That really is beautifully said. And and this would be, in my mind, one of these situations where the character of George Bailey ended up getting more in life than he could have possibly hoped for or imagined, just like we were talking about earlier. Yes. Through the many, many ways he was so generous and his his character was so 
beautifully formed through the experiences he had. Yes. And he had no idea what he had no idea of the impact that Mm. he was actually making. Mm -hmm. And he was having that feeling of what's the use of it all? What am I doing? What difference has it made? Only to discover Mm. that he had touched so many lives. I believe that one day we'll stand before God thinking, you know, I only knew a few people. I helped a few people, not a big deal. But then you'll see the the trickle down effect, the right. impact over the years. And maybe you've impacted generations in another family that you're not even aware of. Right. Yeah, that's so true. I, I believe that too. Oh, that's really yeah. beautifully said. All right. Who is, and obviously a lot of people inspire us at different times in our lives, but who is somebody you would like to share with us today? My mom. Oh, that's it's always my mom. She, um, she has, you know, transitioned. Okay. Um, but the thing that so inspired me or, or it continues to inspire Her willingness to extend grace to anyone and everyone, whether they deserved it, (laughs) no matter how they treated her sometimes, um, she was willing to extend grace in the most undeserving places. Oh my gosh, that, I, I, that is really beautiful. And not, not an easy thing to do, by the way. Right. Not, an not, easy, not, not an easy. I mean, it, it, it sounds, it's, it certainly sounds great. And being mm-hmm. on the receiving end of that is incredible. The doing of it, however, is sometimes a very tall order because let's be real. Sometimes you just plain don't feel like extending the grace. A lot of times, not just sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Can we be honest? Yes. Yeah, God, not that one. But yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, you, you, you surrender your heart. Yes. And he said, yeah, them, you know? <laughs> yes, them because and now, times, right. Yeah, how many times have we not deserved it? And he said, mm-hmm. you know. That is so true. All right, Very you rare. can have some grace. <laughs> right, right. Oh my goodness, I love that. And and I like too that you you described your mom as has having transitioned. I think that's a really beautiful way of saying that she's no longer with us right here and now, but she's in you know, she's somewhere, but she's not, you know, it's, we don't really fully know that yet. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's really beautiful. And you have her to look forward to, which is again, another beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And what's a piece of wisdom you keep handy? Two. Great. I believe that God always has a plan for your victory. And I believe that the reason your heart is still beating is because your purpose is still calling. Yes, love that too. Oh gosh, are, are okay. I can't wait to get into into this some more. Okay, the reason your heart is still beating. Okay, wow, you just these are like mic drop moments here, Wilma. I mean, you're just really. <laughs> We're just talking. Yes. Well, you've got a lot to say, and I and I'm I'm very grateful. I feel I feel extraordinarily um, 
blessed in this moment of connection with you. Let's take our deep dive. And this is where we're, I I have a sense that probably your passion and your pivot might end up being the same thing. I'm not sure, but let's start with your, your passion. You were talking about, um, you know, not wanting to underestimate how good God is and Mm -hmm. wanting to sort of speak that to Mm -hmm. and into people it, would you would you say that that's your passion? Because you also said you're an author and you have this incredible way or um, method, if you will, of helping people align with God's word. Can you can you tell me about that? Sure. Um. So it's called life speaking, and um. Really, what life speaking is about? I wrote a book about it because. Um, it's called Life Speak 101, Speak Life and Win. The reason why I wrote the book is because I kept running into people who encountering those who didn't understand and Christians who didn't understand how to handle adversity. They do. And what I mean by that, yes, we pray. We know to, we know to pray, um, you know, But what we, I think a lot of people don't understand is the connection between our words and our outcomes. Mm. And so when you're going through particularly, especially difficult times, challenges, um, the key is to no matter what it looks like, no matter how you feel, no right. matter what anyone says, the key is to still declare God's word. We take our cue from him. Ephesians 5.1 says to imitate your father as dear children. And the example that I always give with that is in the beginning, you know, at the beginning, in the in the beginning creation, right? right? There is darkness that covers the face of the deep. God never makes a comment, comment, comment about the darkness. He never says, wow, it is so dark. No, he only calls for the light. So instead of addressing the problem of darkness, he speaks the solution of light. Hmm. And if we're created in his image and we are, instead of Speaking the problem, we have the authority, we have the right to speak the solution, call things that be not as though they were until they are. We have the ability to declare what should be. Because let's face it, just because you're a Christian, you know, sometimes people have the idea that, oh, I've given my life to God and I'm a Christian now. And so life is going to be easy. <laughs> Ta-da! Not so. Mm-hmm. You are still going to have problems. You're still going to have adversity. But the key now is that you have the ability to speak God's word about the adversity. You have the ability to speak God's word and get God's results. And so for me, the passion is even in the midst of things not looking the way I'm speaking, I have to Mm -hmm. understand that as long as my words are in alignment with God's word, whatever I see 
has to eventually bow because these are facts. If you can see it, taste it, touch it, smell it, if you can comprehend it with your physical senses, those are facts. And facts always have to bow to the truth of God's word. I I mean, my mind is just really blown. I've never heard anybody um, break it down and look at it in this way. This is very, uh, for me anyway, a very original kind of a thought. I mean, taking taking a whole different approach to... uh, God not addressing the darkness, but bringing in the solution. I just think that's fascinating. One, I want to know how you came up with that. I'm I'm sure it was divinely orchestrated, but I'm curious. And then Uh two, can you give me like a real life um, example or scenario? Yes. Love it. Don't don't mind if I do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In my book, I I go through real life stories. Okay. Um, Uh, where this, and I call it method, but it's really just practicing. It's making the word of God practical. See, what we've got to do is get the word of God out of the Bible Mm -hmm. and into the days of our lives, right? So when the Bible calls us more than a conqueror, how are we more than a conqueror? We're more than a conqueror because we can declare God's word. You know, when when God said, let there be trees and let there be, you know, guess what? He spoke. Mm. He spoke it. He didn't get a hammer and, you know, and nails and start, you know, creating the universe with his hands. He did it with his words. So I'll give you a quick example. Um, My youngest daughter was in a scooter accident years ago Mm. and um, face planted. Her helmet fell off, face planted. Um, her braces were the only thing that Uh, kept her, the only things that kept her, uh, teeth in her mouth. Oh my gosh. It was as horrible as you can imagine. And so after, um, you know, you know, an emergency appointment with the orthodontist and all these things, um, it was probably a seven, eight hour ordeal from the time that it happened, um, the dentist on that night said to me, she's going to have migraines for the rest of her life. Uh, she's going to have this. She's going to have that. She, he, 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 he just gave me a list of things. Mm. My daughter, you know, she was nine years old at the time. She was listening to everything that he said. Oh gosh. We get in the car and I say to her, we heard everything that he said. And I said, you haven't seen your face. I said, but it looks like, and I've always been very, you know, real with my children. Yeah. I said, and I said, I said, I'll tell you right now, you look as if you've been in a cat fight and the cat won. <laughs> she was, she was scratched up and everything. I said, now you heard everything that the dentist said, but the word of God says by his stripes, you are healed. And not you will be healed. You are healed. So it doesn't matter what you look like right now. We know that you are healed. So we're not going to receive. And and this is no disrespect to doctors, you know, the medical profession. Right. But I said to her, we're not going to receive anything that he has said. We are going to pray that there will be no trace that any of this ever happened. 
And I said, do you agree? And she nodded her head because she's got <laughs> gauze and everything all in her mouth. And she still had on the stained outfits and, you know, outfit and everything. Mm. And I said, do you agree? And I said, so from this moment on, we're calling you healed. And we are declaring that there is no trace that this accident ever happened. Job 22 and 28 says, thou shalt decree a thing and it the thing you decree will be established unto you. Wow. Now, fast forward six months later, we go to our dentist. And this, our, our regular, our family dentist was on vacation at the time this happened. So this is her first time seeing my daughter since the accident. Right. And she's, they're trying to determine in this appointment whether or not to continue with the um, the braces and all of that. She says, I heard about the accident. Come mm -hmm. on, let's go. Let's see how, how things are. They take my daughter into x-ray. My daughter and I are in the, in the one room waiting for the dentist to come back in. She comes in and she says, you know, if I had not been told oh. about the trauma, I wouldn't have believed it. Oh. And I said, why did you say that? And she said... I'm saying that because based on your x-rays, there is no trace oh, wow. that the accident ever occurred. Wow. To use the exact words, no trace that we used. Wow. And yes. my daughter and I looked, I mean, she's sitting on the, you know, on the 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 bed there, the chair there, and I'm sitting in a upright, and we just Look at each other like, <laughs> did you hear what she said? And so that's just one example. But we are, that is how we as believers, as children of God, that's how we're supposed to operate. You know, you wouldn't go to, to Spain and speak French, right? Right. And yet when we become believers, we speak as if we're not. Uh, wow. Okay, I've got a question for you, and I and I'm sure you've gotten this question before. Have you? I'm sure you've come across a time when it it did not go quite like you. I don't want to say Wanted this it. method, planned, but planned, planned. Yeah, it. because I'm I'm just guessing as somebody who's not, um, you know. Um, not super familiar personally with this. I'm, I'm, I think sometimes God allows things for reasons that we're not aware of. So how does that factor into this? Mm -hmm. um, ultimately, um, I'll, I'll say it to you this way. I had a, a, a friend, um, a family friend who was expecting a baby and, um, Things happened and, uh, you know, the, the the baby wasn't carried to term. Right. And in that season, instead of saying, I'm sorry, or, you know, oh, my goodness, this is awful. I felt like that was the thing that I should have said. Right. But instead of saying that, what came out of me was. God still has a plan for your victory. Oh, wow. 
Now, honestly, that's what came out. God still has a plan for your victory. Ultimately, no matter, it may not come, you know, it may not unfold the way we've planned. Even when it doesn't unfold the way we planned, God still has a plan for our victory. Right. And that's one of that one of the ways you know that's true is because the mess that you find yourself in can become a message. Right. And right. a test can become a testimony. Yeah. And so even though it didn't unfold the way you thought it would, it unfolded in a way that the situation you experienced can still be a blessing to others. And still help someone else understand and see the grace of God, even though they may have not gotten the the outcome that they desire. Right. And it's never too late. Right. God is not bound by time. Right. Well, that that is a really good way of explaining that because. You know, we're human. He's God that there's a huge difference between the two. And Mm -hmm. um, I think you've explained that really well in a way that accounts for the kind of situation that you remarked about Mm -hmm. uh, that you shared with us about uh, somebody's um, the the pregnancy not going to term and that there's still going to be victory in that. And, And I personally, as I've said you know, uh, on this podcast. And then also in writing, uh, we had a very similar experience to that, where we knew that the son we were carrying, I was carrying was not had a lethal heart defect and was not supposed to live, you know, much past birth. And a lot of people prayed and but there was another plan that was in place. And we very much accepted that plan, even though it was very difficult. And Mm -hmm. so much good came from that. And it certainly is not something I would wish upon anybody, nor would I volunteer for it. But Mm -hmm. it it happened. Mm -hmm. And God made, you know, he, he just made so much good come from it, that Mm -hmm. that was a definite victory, Mm -hmm. a definite victory. And I'm sure that as you were going through it, it did not feel like there would ever be a victory. But God always has a plan for your victory. That's right. I do believe that. And I I would say that, you know, we we were accepting. We said, okay, we don't understand why this is happening and we wish it weren't, but okay. Okay, now what? Now what? Now how how can we make the best out of this? You know? Right. So mm-hmm. I I really do believe that. And I I really appreciate again the way that you've come up with this. And okay, so let's go back to that other question, which was how how did you arrive at this place of um viewing scripture in that light of, you know, light and darkness and speaking the the solution and all of that. I mean, it's, it's kind of a fresh take on maybe something we've heard along those lines, but I, I feel like it's, 
it's a really nice pivot away from how most of us pray or think. Um, well, I can tell you that I worked in ministry for okay. many years. Um, and I was a producer for Bill Winston Ministries in Chicago for many years. And just a dynamic, dynamic, dynamic ministry. And really, um, uh, it just was always taught, particularly through that ministry, that the word is to be applied, not just read. We're not just hearers of the word and we're not just speakers of the word, but we're also supposed to be doers of the word. When the word says greater works shall you do, you're supposed to, we're supposed to expect that. Oh, okay. That that's me. It's it's the the Bible is not a book of fairy tales. It's a manual for living. So when mm-hmm. Jesus came, he came as a demonstration to us to show us what we can do. Mm-hmm. And so I it, knowing how to apply the word of God in a practical way has altered the trajectory of my family. It has altered. I, I, I can't. I can't um, express it any other way. It has altered the trajectory of my family. It has uh, uh, given us victories in places where, uh, in things that others called impossible. I have lived this firsthand. Wow. So you know, I, I say all the time, this isn't something that I heard about. <laughs> this, I can tell you you know, story after story after story where someone said, nope, that'll never happen. Or who do you think you are? That can't happen. And because Mm. I understand how faith works and I understand that when I align my words with God's word, as long as what I am saying is in agreement with his will, the answer is yes and amen. Mm-hmm. Because the Bible says all the promises of God are yes and amen. So if what I'm asking for, if what I'm asking for is in alignment with God's word, his answer is yes. <laughs> now, I can't ask him for something like ridiculously diabolical. I can't, you know, right, I mean? right, right. I can't say I want her car. I'm going to steal her car. <laughs> That's not in alignment with God's will. Right. But as long as it's in alignment with God's will, the answer is yes. Our job, though, is to make sure that we keep our words and our the things that we say in alignment with his yes. Right. Gosh, that's really good. Okay, so was there a point in your life that you worked, you worked in ministries mm-hmm. uh, for a big chunk, I'm guessing, of your career? And and was was it during that time or towards the end of that time that you realized, you know, I I've got this all this stuff in me that I want to get out that I want to share with other people because it's so good and I don't want to keep it for myself. I I is that kind of how the book started? How did the pivot of writing a book? Tell me about that. Um, the pivot of writing the book was more anger. <laughs> oh, okay. Tell me. Yeah, it was more anger because I felt, um, you know, I felt that we as believers were living so many people 
um, so many of us as believers were living so far beneath our privileges. Mm. We're, we were, you know, and I, you know, leaving crumbs on the table, however you want to say it, um, mm-hmm. just not living in the fullness of everything that God has for us. And honestly, it would it would make me a little annoyed <laughs> mm-hmm. to hear someone say something like, oh, you know, someone who's a believer say something like, oh, I'll never get this right. Or I'm so sick and tired. Or, you know, um, I take three steps forward. Seems like I take three steps forward and 12 steps back. Or this is never going to happen for me. All of those uh, neg- all of that negativity and all of those limiting beliefs and mm-hmm. all of that language that is out of alignment mm-hmm. with God's word. We have angels. We God has assigned angels to us, but our angels will only work if we're in agreement, if we're speaking in agreement with God's word. The beautiful thing about angels is they won't work against us. They will only work for us. But mm-hmm. if we're speaking against ourselves, they will do nothing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So if I'm if I'm determined to say I'm sick and tired, or if I'm determined to say things like, oh, well, I'm broke, busted, and disgusted, you know, our <laughs> angels are sitting around saying, wow, you know, we're just waiting for her to say the right thing so that we can get to work on her behalf. But until she until she gets her her words in alignment with God's word, we'll just sit here, you know, having a chat because there's nothing we can do. That's quite the word picture. <laughs> exactly. Like can you yeah. imagine? I mean, think about having angels who who will work for you and they're working for free. Right. <laughs> it's like having your own workforce, but <laughs> you're not speaking the words to make them work for you. Yeah. Wow. That's really, you, you know, I, I like too that you have, um, you've really thought this through. Do you know what I mean? You are, you have like very intentionally done a lot of, of, of thinking, praying, reading, and processing to arrive at these at um where you are and and i think having that added bonus or nudge to get it out there is so important for people to hear and because you're talking about you you and it's very similar to what we talk about here. And it's, you know, wanting to be all God created you to be like that full, the fullness yes. and the expanse of, yes. of who you are meant to be. And too many people settle for less, right? They, they settle. They're like, you know, don't, don't see me. Don't hear me. I'm just gonna kind of get by yeah. And and it just, you know, gosh, I I have a heart for that too. It's just, it's just, it's a, like a parallel. It's like a parallel line. It's just I like, come on, let's get it. Like, come on, let, let's, let's get go. it together. Let's let's do this. Come on. Yes. Yeah, I feel that. I really do. 
one of the things I'm talking about on my um, on Instagram this week is going big. It's time to go big. We, instead of us elevating our thinking to God's level, we tend to shrink God to our level, mm. you know? And the interesting thing is, you know, you know, kids look at their parents and a lot of times kids go into the same profession that their parents go to. So you may, you know, you may become a lawyer and then mm-hmm. it's no coincidence that your son or your daughter becomes a lawyer because they've watched mom and dad and they feel like if dad did it, I can <laughs> do it too. Uh-huh. That's exactly the, you know, all truth is parallel. Uh-huh. So we're supposed to look at whatever God does, we're supposed to be his hands and his feet. We're supposed to imitate him. And we're supposed to do the things that he did, you know, right. or do the things that Jesus did when we are Jesus's hands and feet on the earth now. Mm-hmm. And so we're supposed to be the ones that, you know, feed the, you know, feed the hungry. We're supposed to be the ones who facilitate healing. And sometimes we think of healing, always physical healing, but there's also um, brokenheartedness. There's also emotional healing that so many people need. We can facilitate that for others. Right. Oh, that's beautiful. And I'm so glad you wrote a book. And the name of the book, if I can remember, I think I tried to type it real fast, is... Uh, life speaking 101. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot, where's the tagline? Life speak 101. Oh, life speak 101, speak life and win. Mm-hmm. Correct? Correct. Yes, very good. Now, is there anything you want to say in conclusion and then tell us all the places we can find you? In conclusion, you know, I just want to say that God has so much more for us than we could ever ask, think, or imagine. And it's not just about material things, because when you say that, everyone goes, well, not everybody wants a big house. Not everybody wants eight cars. Not That's not <laughs> what I'm talking about. Right. I'm talking about a full, abundant life. A life Mm -hmm. with a wonderful community. You know, sometimes we try to be lone rangers and and do everything on our own. And the reality is we were built for community. That's why we were talking about being so excited about being able to find each other through social media. Listen, if Jesus needed a community to fulfill his purpose, why would we think that we don't need a community? Very good point. To fulfill ours. And so, you know, I just want to encourage everybody to learn to life speak because this is a lifestyle. It is when you speak God's word, he will back it up. He can only back up his word. He can only back up your words when they align with his word. Right. Well, beautiful. And tell us where we can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Wilma Hollis Life Speak. You can find me um, on uh, TikTok at Wilma Hollis Life Speak. My website is wilmahollis.com. And that's pretty much where you can find me. 
Okay, WilmaHollis.com. And so Instagram and TikTok are the same handles, Wilma Hollis, yes. Wilma Hollis Lifespeak. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh my gosh. So you're on TikTok? That's amazing. I'm wow. on TikTok. And you can also go to Lifespeak TV on YouTube. Oh my gosh. You're all the places. You are all the places. Good <laughs> goodness. Okay, one more time on YouTube, Wilma Hollis Lifespeak. On YouTube, it's Lifespeak TV. Life. Speak TV. Thank you for that clarification. <laughs> well, this has just been very eye-opening, Wilma, and it has given me a lot to chew on, a lot to ponder, a lot to to really sit in. And I, I'm very just feel so very grateful for this. And I I just hope I know I'm not even gonna hope it. I know, I know it I is going to it. yes, there we go. I know it is going to bless people because this whole thing that you're talking about, like you say, it's a lifestyle. It's, it's, it's a way to, it's kind of like you're claiming and proclaiming, right? You're, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been just an absolute delight. You're a gem, Wilma. You're an absolute gem. Oh, I I just feel so excited by this connection. And um, yeah, let's keep the collaborations going and um, we will be in touch very soon. Thank you so much. Sounds good. Not understanding the connection between our words and our outcomes is how Wilma frames life speaking to you. And that's the title of her book, Life Speaking 101, Speak Life and Win. You have the ability to speak God's words and get God's results. Another layer deeper than most of us tend to think. I like Wilma's observation that God speaks for the solution of the light instead of speaking the problem. Certainly something to ponder. And now a closing prayer. God, may we understand the love you have for us. It's depth. May we receive your blessings for us with open hands and rest in knowing you have a plan even in the darkest of times. May we look for the light. Amen. Be all that you can be. Be you.